and welcome to Gifts of the Weird. Hey, this is John, your host, and I am really excited today because, or for this episode, because today is my weirdiversary. Yes, yes, it's my fifth anniversary episode. And yes, it's a little bit late as I'm pr- producing it out this week here in the late April. My first episode actually came out in March of 2016. And so I should have actually put this out a little while ago. But life happened. Things things were going on. We have this thing called a pandemic, even though it's easing up and going out here in 2021. But uh, hey, I still wanted to celebrate my weirdiversary with everyone. And thank you all for being supporters of the podcast and listening in sending in suggestions and the whole thing that goes with it. It's really fantastic. So thank you so much. I'm happy to be celebrating five years of podcasting. I can't believe that here I am five years later. I'm really surprised actually when I started this uh, idea five years ago. I really just kind of thought that, oh, it might not last very long. I might do it for a little while. I had hoped that it would be a longer term project and that I would still be able to find people to chat with and to talk to and that people would actually be interested in what uh, I am I'm sharing with everyone. And so this is really great. I'm really excited about this. I am really thankful to uh, have your feedback and for you to encourage me to keep going. This is a lot of fun. So a lot of things have really happened in the last year. Last year when I made my Weirdiversary episode, I had just finished PantheaCon, which was the last PantheaCon. A lot of fun back then. And then the pandemic hit, kind of struck us and put the entire country and the world into lockdown. We had this very serious situation around the world for the last year. In a lot of ways, this brought out a lot of compassion in people and communities. A lot of communities pulled together in very different ways, either from physical communities where people were actually located to larger communities across the board, such as spiritual communities and friendship communities and things like that. They kind of connected a little bit easier through the varying various ways that we have to connect nowadays. So we went from a culture of in-person social gatherings to being able to develop really quite an amazing thing here. We have seen so many ways that social gatherings have connected via online streaming that it video streaming and and audio and so many really cool things that have happened so many in-person events that used to happen in person only (laughs) i know i use that a couple of times they actually went virtual and they actually went on an online video system and it really allowed for a lot of people from all over the world to be able to participate and connect with people in ways that they hadn't or wouldn't have been able to had that event only been an in-person gathering. For a long time, those have become the norm. I started a weekly study group with my local kindred being the people that I connect with. We went through all 24 runes, and then when we finished the runes, we went into some other aspects of Norse paganism, and we're, we're talking about the different gods and goddesses and the different spiritual beings, and we're going to go into some meditation aspects of things, and that was so cool because a couple of our folks that are joining us are from, from Australia. <laughs> we get this really great opportunity to connect to them on a weekly basis in a way that we hadn't been. And so that has been such a great way to be able to bring that in and connect with people in a whole different way. 
And not only do I get to do that via online virtual ways, but I get to continue to do that through podcasting and, and get some really great opportunities to interview people and have them on on, not just to interview them, but just to chat with them and talk with them about different things that they're, their projects they're working on, the the things that they have an expertise in, and just the really cool things that are happening in the world. This was a really great way, I think, to help push away the feelings of isolation and the, the disconnect that a lot of people felt when they couldn't meet in person. And hopefully we'll be able to continue doing this through some hybrid versions of in-person meetings, and if nothing else, at least to offer more often these online and virtual aspects, these virtual events that will allow so many more people to join us. So I'm really looking forward to continuing online virtual discussion groups, training sessions, whatever. I'm really hoping that when we go back to in-person events, I'm hoping that we can also continue to do this, this sort of hybrid, having the virtual aspect. And it's such a great opportunity to make that happen and to be able to interact with people from around the pl around the world and country and so i'm really looking forward to that one of the other very big things that has happened in the last year has been the awareness that has been brought to the white supremacy and the racist attitudes that have permeated so much of our culture in the last few years and Th those things have kind of always been underlying and there was a lot of people that felt emboldened and that they could step out and exhibit <clears throat> those feelings of supremacy and that they're better than other people and that other people don't have a place in our society and it's such a terrible thing and we we saw some vital opportunities of not only just dialogue where people were speaking out, but demonstrations around the world through the Black Lives Movement, through bringing forth knowledge and attention to Muslim hate and, and hatred against Asian people and hatred against just people of color in general or anyone perceived to be a person of color or of Asian heritage or any kind of heritage that they didn't like. I mean, if a lot of it was even if you weren't even of the right religion that you were a person that weren't to be listened to or had little or no value in this country and that's really sad to see that and it's really great to see the movements that have come forth to stand up for the awareness and to say the names of the people who were murdered by police murdered because they're they're asian or the color of their skin or the their perceived identity or their actual identity the whole thing is just there is so much murder and brutality and people being abused physically and mentally and verbally that it's the last year has just really opened up a lot of eyes as to how far back this country has stepped, how far we really haven't made the progress that a lot of us, including myself, thought we were making, and to really look inward at ourselves to bring awareness so that we can be proper allies to each other and to stand up for when wrongs are done 
against people and to stand with them and to stand against the oppressor. So I'm really grateful that awareness is being made and there are still terrible things happening in this country and around the world. And the more that we can point it out and say that's wrong and that needs to be rectified and justice needs to be served, that we can do that. We need to stand by that. For the last part of this little weirdiversary episode, I want to um, do a little deck review. Yes, a rune deck review. A new rune deck has come out. And I'm really excited about this. My friend, Nancy Sage Shadow, who we had on episode 45, and she talked about her new book called Ancestral Tarot. So Nancy gave me this deck. And I'm really thrilled that she did. It's called Runes for Modern Life, Ancient Divination Cards for Today's Dilemmas. The artwork is by Camilla Perkins with the text of the book by Teresa Chung. The, the book and deck are produced by Lawrence King. So it's a really great rune deck. I'm really excited about this. She bought it on a whim and decided to give it to me. She She's always, she's really into Oracle cards. Well, mostly into tarot, but um, she's been delving into some Oracle cards. And because of our association and our friendship, she has started learning a little bit about runes and has had an interest. So when she saw this, she thought, oh, I need to send this to John. And so she gave it to me, and I was really quite thrilled with it. This is a really great deck. I really love the artwork connected with it, and I love the fact that we have a deck that is bringing in the modern sensibilities, the contemporary sensibilities, and the contemporary cultural things that we are living right now. Because in my opinion, runes are organic and they're living. They are not stuck in either 10th century poems or 13th century writings and, and reproductions of the poems that we have today. Those are amazing and wonderful things. And they exhibit the concepts that the people at that time could actually understand. And this is really a great way to connect with those runic energies and then show them through modern and contemporary contexts. But this is really an amazing rune deck and I'll, I'd like to share a little bit why. And I'm gonna create a YouTube video so that I can show some of the cards. But what I really love about this is it's connecting to the runic energies and expressing it in modern and contemporary ways. First of all, the deck is very inclusive. It's definitely going about showing people from all regions of the world. And to me, that's definitely for all human beings. The runes connect on an energetic and a spiritual and a weird level, a universal level that speaks to all people. It can speak to all people, not all people hear it not all people connect with it because they connect with other aspects of spirituality and other energetic ways that the universe reaches out to people but these runes are just so amazing first of all camilla is amazing with her artwork it's colorful it's bright it's clear it's identifiable the text of the artwork is clear and it's really amazing. One of the things that's about the artwork is that a lot of the artwork is not as, oh, how should I say? It's not as, it's not going to give you the answer right away. For instance, 
like Othala doesn't show a house with a uh, a garden in the front or an estate, things like that. So you, <clears throat> what it does is it shows what appears to be a mother handing some uh, a, a fan to her daughter uh, with a hearth, uh, the fireplace there. It's in a, it's probably in the living room of a home. And above it sits a portrait of a woman holding the same fan, which must be the grandmother. So that's showing that that generational, that inheritance aspect of things passing from one generation to the next, to the next, and then onward down the line. That it really brings out the essence of Othala. This is one of my favorite cards, by the way, is Othala in this deck. I just think it's fantastic. I think it's gorgeous. It's really amazing. I really just love it. I really... Another one of my favorite... One of my really favorite cards is the card for Issa. The reason why is because we we know Issa. It's about ice, things slowing down, not moving very quickly. It's really about calming and taking stock of yourself and just kind of calming yourself. But the, the picture is <laughs> a traffic jam. I really love this because, yeah, a traffic jam still moves forward, just at a very interminable slow pace in some cases. If you live in a big city, you know what I'm talking about. And the fact that it's either in Miami or Los Angeles shows just the the frustration that can be from that slowness, that slow moving forward that is going on but it is still moving forward. So I think it really represents the essence of the runic energy of Isa as we have come to know it in our on our modern interpretations. I have a few other cards that I really think are cool. I won't go into a lot of detail about all of them because if you're really interested in a a rune deck that has some really cool imagery that connects to the essence of the runes, I think this will be a great deck for you. Rido is my next one. It's an airplane. I, whenever I travel, I put my travel bind rune on it, which is Rido and Elhas. As I'm walking on board the plane, I put my hand on the, the outside of the plane and I trace my bind rune on it and I imbue it with safety and travel. Ansus and Hagalas are among my favorite. Manaz is great because it's a, it's a giant concert. Manaz is about community and people getting together and having a joyful time and stuff. So I think this really represents Manas very well. And Wunyo is just this beautiful card. It's like a showgirl, like from Las Vegas. And it's just talking, it just really exudes joy. There's so much cool stuff in there. Now I will say that there are some cards with some artwork that are really gonna be some thought provoking things. We really have to look into it and see how does that picture really connect? What is the author really trying to connect. One of the things that I am critical of the book is that sometimes it doesn't really talk about how the picture is connecting to the rune meaning. The The book has the basic rune meanings and some of those aspects of things and bringing it into the runic energy and what it means. But sometimes the, for instance, the Thurisaz shows a, a polluting factory and then there's a person standing there with a mask on much like a COVID mask. So it really takes a lot of, uh, it's gonna take a lot of meditation, a lot of looking in inwardly and connecting with the runic energy itself to see how does that image connect with the rune and with the rune energy and what is it teaching us as a result.
if you don't make that connection, no problem. You can go with just what Thurisas means to you. <laughs> How have the runes brought Thurisas to you? How have the rune poems taught what Thurisas is to you? And you can go with that. So what I think is, it's really got a lot of really great things. So here are some particulars about the deck itself. The deck is produced by Lawrence King. They are a UK-based publisher. I, you know, I don't know if it's available through a local metaphysical shop. See if they can order it for you. See if they can look into it and get it for you. If not, it, uh, this particular deck is available on your favorite online bookseller. So those are the particulars for that. The box itself is very nice. It's uh, not a magnetic box. It's one that just kind of, you have the top that seats over the, the bottom part, which holds the deck and the book. It's a very nice thing. It's got beautiful artwork on the front. The booklet is a nice little booklet. Uh, it has each of the each of the runes on there the artwork it has the artwork in color which is phenomenal this actually has the the card in full color artwork facing what the the card is with its its uh, basic meanings which is very nice so the cardstock itself the cards are five about five inches by three and a quarter, which is a pretty manageable size. And the cardstock, this is my this is my one thing that I'm uh, not thrilled about the card, is the cardstock. It's very thick. It's like the beer coaster at a, at, a, at a pub or a bar. It's very thick. You definitely can't shuffle it very easily. Uh, that's my one complaint about it. It's still a very nice deck. It's manageable. The artwork is vibrant and colorful. It stands out. If uh, you are prone to standing these up on a little easel on your altar or your desk or your, your dresser, it's perfect for that. And it's a beautiful deck. I think it's going to be a fantastic part of my rune work and my rune study. I love that it's diverse. But um, if you're looking for a deck that you can use that is really cool, got some great artwork, um, Runes for Modern Life by... Camilla Parkins, and Teresa Chung. So that's it. I'm going to sign off for now. It's a relatively short episode compared to some of the other ones. Thank you for listening very much. Thank you for being a part of my journey. Thank you for being a part of this journey. And I, I just appreciate you being a part of this journey with me. So here's to another year. And uh, coming up in the not too far distant future, my next episode will be a conversation about Freya and 50th episode is not far away so let me know what you'd like to hear about the 50th episode so thank you so much and uh, may you have a, a weirdful amazing journey thank you so much for listening to the podcast please leave positive comments on itunes and other podcast distributors this helps others to find the podcast Please send feedback and ideas to giftsoftheweird at gmail.com. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Weird Gifts, Facebook at Gifts of the Weird, and on Instagram at Weird Gifts One. Check out the show notes for links. Thank you, and hail the gods. Thank you.